0: So,
1: welcome everyone. Yay! I think this is the first indigenous-themed retreat at our beloved retreat center, Spirit Rock Meditation Center. And um, uh, because this is an indigenous retreat and it just seems like there's so much parallel between you know, very deep-held indigenous values and what the Buddha taught, it's amazing. I know a few people thought he actually was an indigenous person, but um, it doesn't really matter. But tonight I would like to say that we have a very special gift, and that is our beloved new relative, Dean Hogland, has joined us. And Dean uh, is a Coast Miwok. <laughs> I know, right? And he is going to do the land acknowledgements and tell us a little bit about this land. So thank you, dear brother. And I'll turn it over to you.
2: Open to us. I, Aniko. Chintee. So I said hello, relatives, greetings, good to be with each and every one of you this evening. Uh, and I'm I'm honored and thankful uh, to, to share space with you in this time right now and I come here in a humble way on behalf of my ancestors uh, Coast Miwok, We are Hukukio, Coast Miwok, And uh, I was just uh, sharing with uh, Sister Bonnie and relatives I just met tonight that, uh, you know, I this is my maternal grandmother, my great-grandmother that's from a village called Ekatamal right over this hill. And so all this land is, you know, my my grandmother's, you know, people's. And so it's it's like coming home and so uh, I'm thankful for that and and honored to be asked you know and so I want to I want to offer uh intentions of of welcoming to each and every one of you to 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 welcome you and 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 ask that you know uh, the creator the creator of all things that and you be blessed and that you be you be guided and that you, know, you receive you know what it is that you are open to. And so I'm going to offer a song. I I am a traditional cultural bearer. I'm a traditional dancer and singer. More singer now. <laughs> um, but uh and again uh just uh this song I'm going to offer is uh a song we call our forgiveness song. And so uh every day, you know, we we uh you know, we ask uh, Creator for uh, for that blessing. You know, that for gratitude of life, and we ask forgiveness that we can be better at being a being a, a good relative and being a compassionate human being. So, um, this song has a history of when my ancestors first encountered others from other parts of the world that would come to to our lands, to come to these shores. And the idea was that um, my ancestors, because of the way that uh, they were treated, not so much in a good way, but in a very hard way, a very hurtful way, uh, thinking that they had done something wrong and they were asking for forgiveness. And so they offered this song. Uh, to uh, actually uh, ask for uh, their lives to be spared and that they could continue to be uh, the stewards of this land. And that was our role, to be caretakers and stewards of this beautiful, sacred land. And so I'm going to offer this song in in the best way I can.
1: um <coughs>
3: mm-hmm.
2: Traditional way, so uh, I sent that that prayer, that intention to all the four directions, to to all all of our ancestors, to all of our relatives, um, and how we show acknowledgement, we say oh, that that's showing appreciation, uh, that's showing gratitude for, you know that that even for myself that I can offer that. A good ancestor, because I am an ancestor, and I am a I am a, a prayer of my ancestors, and I believe that each one of you is that prayer too of your ancestors, and so uh, I, I just uh, have a lot of gratitude and uh, and thank you, and that, you know I can be here with you in, in this way, in, in a good way. So I say Yahweh Kodi from my heart you know just you know just hope that you know again that you uh, are always you know guided in, in the best way you know and uh, at any any time and and I'm sure that's why you're here you know to align yourself with, with that goodness
1: that was very beautiful Oops, I can take this off. (laughs) So we do have um, a program for this evening that might go a bit longer than we need it, but that's probably all fine with us. Right now, our beloved sister, Alvina, um, Charlie is going to uh, actually offer another uh, song in honor of the land that we are on.
4: Yeah, it's do the net, Honey, stand up. Grateful for this honor here to be with be with everyone today, but most importantly for the blessing of Dean's visit as coastal Miwok Miwok people, land that we stand on. And I would like to, as a visitor, as a guest, to honor your lands and your people and for their resilience and the blessing they continue to bring and for your next generation and seven years before and after The song I would like to offer is also a four-direction song. It's, um honors the it honors the four sacred mountains in which the Diné people resides. So the four s- sacred mountains in which we, the net people reside, but the four direction. we are all related, you know. We are all five-fingered human, earth surface, human beings. And together today, we, we share one heart, we share one song, we share one purpose, and that is for healing for ourselves and each other. And so with this song, it talks about honors the four sacred mountains and also talks about the drum in the center of the the four mountains and the drum beat is our heartbeat. And for this song, I would like for you to center your healing, not just on yourself, but for the people, the indigenous people of California south to north and all the relations so at this time I'll go ahead and sing the song
1: So, this evening, Dean, our, I just want to make sure that your timetable is okay. You might He might be leaving us a little early. I just want to express my very deep gratitude and happiness that you were able to join us for the opening. And I can say, as one of the guiding teachers of this place, you are absolutely welcomed anytime. And we'll talk more about that. <laughs> Yes, and so we are all going to introduce ourselves. Do you want? Should we start this way and go like that?
5: (laughs) Oh no! There, has the volume good? I'm Jeff Houses and um, I'm very happy to be here at the First Indigenous Peoples' Retreat in Spirit Rock. I um, came here from Southeast Arizona, where I just moved, uh, within the last month. I live in a place uh, called the Cochise Stronghold, and um, that's named after an Apache chief named Cochise, and he was one of the only tribal chiefs I know that actually picked out his reservation and said, this is what I want. This is where I want it to be. And the United States tried to prevent him, tried to talk him out of it, but he wouldn't do it. So, um, in southeast Arizona, the Cochise stronghold is um, the place he lived two years for two years after he picked out the reservation. He died in 18... 18- 74, at the age of 74. And he was married to my great great aunt. So he's my great great uncle by marriage. Um, so I just, I've known about the place and been there quite a few times, but really connected with it over the last uh, couple of years. And so my understanding of indigenous mindfulness has really grown as I've understood viscerally, the power of a place and the power of the place where your ancestors lived. And that's what I'm going to be bringing to my practice and my discussions and my talks um, here this weekend. So, um, I started my practice here in 1996 and uh, went through, uh, sat on a number of retreats. Um. And I am so happy to be back on the land, I'm back on this land, back on the land of your ancestors, Dean. It is a powerful place too, and it's so good to be back, and I welcome you all. Thank you.
1: So, good evening relatives. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, is it not on right? Let's see. Is that better? Oh, I got to take my mask off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well then that's better then, right? <laughs> <laughs> you get so used to these masks anyway. So welcome everyone. I am also incredibly delighted you know, I'm sure all of us feel this way to invite you to the very first indigenous-themed retreat at Spirit Rock. I am Bonnie Duran, and um, my uh, I'm a mixed-race person, indigenous from Louisiana, um, which a lot of our relatives are having a hard time there now, but uh, my mother is Cushata and my father is Opelousis, and uh, because of that, we are enrolled in the at a Kappa Confederacy. It's a you know tribe with a lot of different or a confederacy of a lot of different tribes. And um, I am a Dharma teacher. I met the Dharma in nineteen eighty one. My very first retreat was in Bodhgaya, India. so I think I had a little bit of karma with it. <laughs> and um, I in addition to being a Dharma teacher and a yogi, you know, sitting retreats and really following this eightfold path. I'm also a college professor. Um, You know, I'm a first-gen person, and I met the Dharma in 1981 and started doing this meditation in 1981. And I got a heck of a lot smarter. (laughs) So, and I think it was because of this practice and this path that I was able to get a excellent education. And now I do public health and social work work, pretty much exclusively with tribes and urban Indian organizations. Um, I actually work a fair amount with the Navajo Nation and have actually worked with some of the California tribes, uh, the Uruks and Kuruks and uh, those up uh, in the north. And I've worked a lot with the tribal colleges. And, you know, the notion of the foundational principles and values of our wonderful Buddhist tradition have a lot of, um, you know, a lot of those same values are what I was also taught living in Indian countries. So I am delighted to see you all here. You know, this is the first one. I'm sure it won't be the last. And uh, we'll figure out how to make sure all of our relatives can come, even if they don't have any money. (laughs) and uh, thank you so much for just being part of this circle because we are all absolutely part of this circle for the next few days. I like to say that Mother Earth will be breath us and, um, you know, everybody else on the planet, so how could we not all be related? Thank you.
0: Okay, I'm on. Great. So, hi, dear relatives. Welcome. Uh, My name is Bruni Davila Perez, and I am here uh, grateful to Dean and grateful to Spear Rock. I am here uh, with the ancestors of Boriken, the island of Boriken in the Caribbean, uh, the Taino people that are here in this nature, this earth, as we are also earth, also with. African ancestors, and with Spanish ancestors. And as Elvina was bringing this field of healing, so much healing has happened to reconcile, to be at peace, to have all my relatives, all ancestors, be good relatives to each other. And so this weekend is for the Taino people in Hajuja and in Utuado. I started my practice here on retreat in 1995. And here, here, here they are, here we are, all our ancestors, all our relatives here. So I'm delighted to be here and grateful to Bonnie and Jeff and to Alvina. And may this retreat be a fruitful retreat for your practice and all your relatives, all our relatives. Thank you.
4: Hello again, relatives. Let me properly introduce myself. Um, so my name is Elvina Charlie. Elvina Charlie Yinshye. Those are my four clans, my paternal, maternal, maternal, paternal clans, and my grandfather's um, maternal and paternal clans. And so I am of the Zuni-Edgewater clan, um, born for the Red Streak people. I'm originally from Chinle, Arizona, which is Canyon de che And that is where um, the Navajo was the stronghold for the Navajo people. And that's where um, Kit Carson gathered up the Navajo people to um, take them on the long walk. Um and that's um, the canyon. There was my playground, and um, continues. I can continue to um, go home. But I'm. I live currently in Kianta, Arizona, which is near Monument Valley, and I'm a school psychologist practitioner, and I work um, in Kianta Unified School District with um, sixth through twelfth grade students. Um, and um, I also uh, practice mindfulness with them as well as with some of the staff there and um, as a way of um, self-healing and, you know, it's and I, I picked up the practice. Um, well, the practice has always been there, right? Um, the more connections that I've made um, with my own indigenous um, philosophies and teachings and Way of life is so in line with the, the teaching, um, and I say that we're holy earth surface people because um, our brother Buddha and Jesus Christ they reach enlightenment in in you know as human beings and we all have that potential um, to walk in that way and to reach enlightenment and so those connections that I've made. Um, with the help of my sister Bonnie here um, I actually met her in 2013 um, I'm was active in my national association and um, I read her postcolonial psychology and it was like a bible to me in graduate school <laughs> and, Um it opened you know it started my healing and and I met her and I always looked up to her and, and so I said I'm going to get her to talk to school psychologists you know and talk about the intergenerational trauma our, our our children continue to carry, but also the resilience that they have. But um, you know, Bonnie, she's she's everybody's friend, everybody's sister. So um, I was carrying a lot of grief at that time. I had um, within the course of seven years had lost a loss, um, my my grandparents, my uncles, and my brothers, two brothers, and um, I found myself um, talking to her about my grief, and in bonnie fashion, hey, I got it, you know, I got a retreat for you, (laughs) and so that led me to my first um, BIPOC retreat in um, Vallecitos, and um, Vallecitos Ranch, and that's in the mountains of Taos, New Mexico, and that's where my practice, um, my reconnection to um, the decolonization, the true decolonization that began for my healing, and and um, such powerful, powerful um, thing to be able to practice in on the land, and how the land has um, the healing properties that we need. To be able to bring us back to balance, and um, so and that land really facilitated that for me, and and I quickly realized that hey, you know, this is you know my my ancestors' teaching. This is you know my great great grandmother's teachings. This is in our creation stories, and started making those connections, and and that's how I. Um, said you know our kids need this you know our community needs this so I, I studied with mindful schools as well and you know and that's where I begin my practice and, and it's um, always such a beautiful gift to practice and to be among this powerful setting uh, the container that we create for healing and so I'm really honored to be here and to to sit alongside you as relatives and with one heartbeat you know we go together and in love and compassion and kinship clan and all things returns to beauty and you know and that's the philosophy of the Dene way of life is you know, And beauty it is always restored and it will be restored in you and in us in this land in our ancestors. Yeah.
1: Thank you all for sharing those beautiful words. I don't know if it's rude, but I just want to point out that the executive director of Spirit Rock is actually sitting with us. (laughs) She wanted to sit this retreat. I don't know if you want to say hello to everyone, Michelle. (laughs) And um, she is, if you look up Ally in the dictionary, her picture is there. (laughs) So. I'm so delighted that you're able to join us, so what we're going to do now is as um how many people here uh this is your first retreat that you've ever been on anybody we have uh one two three four five okay, great, your first retreat excellent well, just want you to know that you are deeply welcomed here <laughs> and um you know, I remember the first time, you know, I was um, just a regular yogi. I would sit, you know, as much as I could every year since 1981. And I remember um, I went through a certain experiences, and my teacher, Joseph Goldstein, said, hey, guess what, Bonnie, you have to be a Dharma teacher. And I said, Joseph, I already have a job. And he said, you have to be a Dharma teacher. And so um, I got a call from Jack Cornfield, who I had never really talked to, and he said, guess what? You're the very first person in our, you know, 2011 or 2013, you know, retreat teacher training program, and I want you to clear your calendar for the whole month of February and come and apprentice with us on the February month long. And that was just, you know... I had just pulled out of a car wash, and I had a five-minute voice message from Jack Cornfield. You know, (laughs) it was like, "Wow, this is—I think this just changed my life." And I remember the first time, you know, I came and I just watched everything that they were doing. And I realized, you know, and I had, I think I had just sat, uh, done the Sundance that year, so I love traditional ceremony. In fact, some of my Sundance relatives are in the room. <laughs> Thank you, so happy you were all here. And, um, you know, that ceremony and sweat lodges, Native American church ceremonies. Um, and I remember, you know, it was my very first Dharma talk And I had realized, you know, being on that side or the teacher side of seeing this, what an incredible ceremony this is. You know, this is ceremony when you come in. And right now we are going to take the precepts. We're going to take, you know, uh, refuges and precepts right now. And that's absolutely the beginning of our ceremony together, you know, and... We really try to keep the precepts. Otherwise, it would be like, you know, sitting there after or the second or third day of sun dancing and pulling a plastic bottle of water out of your skirt <laughs> and drinking it in the middle of the dance. No one would ever think to do that. And, you know, that's, to me, what we are creating here. Why am I having this on? I don't have to have this on. <laughs> You know, we are creating the sacred space for that type of really strong um, ceremonial uh, energetic to happen here. And that's what does happen at one day retreats, at two day retreats. You know, this is a little bit more than two full days, but it is absolutely ceremonial. And, you know, that's what we do in ceremony, right? We're always watching what we're doing and how we're contributing to the community, to our all of our relations. And, um, you know, that's what I also want us all to bring is just a commitment to that ceremony. It's a pretty short ceremony, but... I you know, can guarantee you pretty much, the more you stick to what the ceremonial conditions are, the more you will find out what you need to know about this heart, mind, body right here. So I just want to have a deep, deep welcome for you all into this uh, retreat ceremony that was created. I don't know if the Buddha created it, but... I know Jack had a lot to do with it. (laughs) And uh, just to invite you all into ceremony. So who is doing the precepts and the refuges? Oh, great. Okay. And then we thought maybe we would have a quick, I don't know how quick, talking circle just so everyone could say who they are and where they're from. What do you think about that? Would that take too much time? Yeah, we should do it in order to really acknowledge our relations, right? These are new devices and we're just learning how to use them, (laughs) yeah. Okay.
0: Great. So yeah, to continue with the ceremony. Um, when we start the retreat, we we hold you know that intention to be on retreat. Um, we take refuge in the Buddha, in the Dharma, and in the Sangha. And so what is this? What is like taking refuge in the Buddha, in the Dharma, in the Sangha? So taking refuge is almost like just remembering that there's a place that you can always go back to. Like the land. Coming back home when you feel lost or recognizing that you are at home is part of of taking that refuges, Uh, finding um, connection, remembering uh, all our relatives, remembering that we are nature. And so part of that, when we take refuge in the Buddha, we also recognize this capacity that this person Like Elvina mentioned, this person, just like you, just like me, just like any of us here, had the capacity to see things as they are, to be free from suffering, independent of the circumstances, to recognize interconnection, interdependence, we also recognize that capacity we also remember our relatives our ancestors so we take refuge in that capacity yes i can i am i i, I can develop that capacity to cultivate well-being and so there is the refuge in the dharma and dharma is the Pali word for teachings. In, in this case, it has different meanings, but in this case, is the teachings. And so I just mentioned some of the teachings. We already mentioned some of the teachings. Seeing things as they are. Nature, how nature is, how nature is us manifested through us how we are embodying it not talking just about it but just remembering interconnection interdependence remember impermanence remember the earth the water the fire the air and all beings, not only the non-natural in the, in, the, in, you know, in the non-natural world, but also in the natural world, all four-legged, not-legged, etc., etc., etc. And then we have the sangha, the sangha, the community that we practice with. And we start by being welcomed by the stewards of this land. And we practice with the turkeys. We we practice with all other beings in the land, ancestors, your ancestors, all our relatives. And all of us, we support each other. We are the Sangha we are the community it's hard to practice alone but when we know that you're here it's like okay i can i can i can continue i can continue being here so we'll take refu- we take refuge we go back home we go back to our ancestral land here in this body in this mind in this heart in this earth So that's, do we, we talk about, let me see. So let's do the refugees. And I think that you have a piece of paper that have them. Here and we're going to take them in Pali. Here in the page, you can see what the 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 they, the Pali uh, version means. So first, we homage we take we give homage to the Buddha to that capacity. We honor to the to the. To, to the Buddha, to the enlightened one. And so we say, we take refuge, we um, go to the Buddha for refuge, we go to the Dharma for refuge, and we go to the Sangha for refuge. And this is something that the Buddha never told any of their, of their students to, to take refuge. People that will hear the teachings after listening to the teachings, I say, oh, I take refuge in the teachings. So I will say the first line and you can go after me to repeat it. And you can also read it from the page or you can listen, make this your own in the sense of you know what, what feels good to you okay and so I put my hands like this just to bring wisdom and compassion and respect you don't have to do it I just do it as part of the practice other people put their hands on their heart or they just listen respectfully it's fine Namo Tassa yeah. bhagavato, Arahato Sama Sambudasa Namo Tassa Bhagavata. Arahato. 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 Sama Sambudasa. Sama Sambudasa. Namotasa. Bhagavato Arahato. Arahato. Samma Sambuddassa Buddhaṃ Saranāṃ Gachami Dhammam Saranāṃ Gachami Saranāṃ gacchāmi Saṅghaṃ Saranam Gacchami. Saranam Gacchami. We repeat for the second time. Dutiyam Pi. Budham Saranam Gacchami. Dutiyam Pi dama saranam gacchami dutiyam pe sangam, sangam saranam gacchami for the third time dutiyam bodham saranam gacchami saranam saranam gacchami tatyam thank you bodham uh, saranam gacchami saranam saranam gacchami tatyam Sangam saranam gacchami. Sangam saranam
4: gacchami.
5: So if you flip your sheet over to the other side, here's a listing of precepts. And these precepts are meant to create a safe container for our practice and our spiritual growth. You know, um, when, when Buddhism first started, with the Buddha was teaching, it didn't start with meditation, there weren't meditation centers. He started teaching Sila first, which is ethical conduct. And that's really the foundation for this practice. Because you can sit for days or years, but if you don't have ethical, ethical conduct, you won't get to the benefits of the practice, not the fruits of the practice. So, at the beginning of this retreat, we all agreed to the five precepts that have been uh, that are the Buddhist precepts. Buddhist precepts um, for not causing harm, and just I'll run through those quickly. First is to abstain from taking life, so not only killing people or animals, but insects or um, mosquitoes. They have a lot of mosquitoes where I live I notice, notice them a lot. The second is to understand, undertake the precept of staying from taking the not given or taking that which is not given, not freely given. So, that could possibly mean even taking more than your share of things. There are a lot of things here that are available. Um, you know, I think of uh, of meal times. you know, I just take a little bit extra. And that's, that's not stealing, that's not taking, but there's a quality of the heart of greed and craving that can arise. And so just understand that that in general it's best not to do this, but on retreat it's critical to maintain and really follow these precepts. The third is undertake the precept to abstain from sexual misconduct. And typically these, these precepts on retreat would be not to have any any sexual conduct at all? Yeah. Yeah. And then the last one is to undertake the precept to abstain from taking intoxicants. Um so Oh I skipped over speech. Yes I did. <laughs> I skipped over speech. Well the for the, the good thing is that you're you're gonna be silent for most of the time. So that's a pretty easy one, right? But there are such things as uh, guarding the sense doors, and I'm sure that those of you who've been on retreat know that. You know, you just there's so many non-verbal communications that occur, and you might look at somebody. But if you can avoid that, that's good because everybody's in their own space. To give everybody a safe space to deal with what arises on retreat, on retreat. And then um, when you are speaking, if you're speaking, unskillful speech could be harsh speech or dishonest speech. Um, so that's, that's something to keep in mind after you start speaking again. And then the final one is the precept to abstain from taking intoxicants. And what is usually added to that is intoxicants which cause heedlessness. And originally it, it was, from what I understand, was written around alcohol. Because alcohol will lower inhibitions and can make it easier. People, a lot of the problems in the world, a lot of people in, in prisons are often there because of intoxicants. So to stay away from that altogether is the best thing. Now, I'm a little rusty on my uh, on my precepts, so I'm going to say these in English. Yeah. And I will, so I, what I'd like That's to do. Correct ones, though, right? So we'll... We'll say, undertake the brief step to abstain from sexual activity.
1: And from speech.
5: And from speech, okay. So I will will say the line and then if you would repeat it after me, and then when we get to that um, sexual misconduct, just listen to what I say rather than what is written. speech Speech too, okay. So, and these are considered training precepts, and often it's um, before you say that you are say for the purposes of training, but just keep that in mind. So, for the purposes of this training, I undertake the precept to abstain from taking life. I undertake the precept to abstain from taking life. I undertake the precept to abstain from taking the not given. I undertake the
1: precept to abstain from taking what is not given.
5: I undertake the precept to abstain abstain from sexual activity. I undertake the precept to abstain from sexual activity. I undertake the precept to abstain from unnecessary speech. And I undertake the precept to abstain from taking intoxicants. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Translation good, excellent, auspicious. So, thank you now. You wanted to try... The talking, talking
1: stick. Yeah. So um, it is already late, it's 840, and I think there's about 60 of our beloved retreatants here. So um, I actually got this beautiful sage bundle from my dear new brother here, (laughs) but I'm wondering to pass it around as a talking stick, but would that be against the protocol, do you think, the COVID protocol? Probably. huh? Yeah, so I think, you know, to have us all touch it might be, I know there's a very, very, very low chance. In fact, we're all negative, right? Did everybody get tested? Yeah. Should we use it? I have some people doing this and some people doing this. So I am going to um, uh, succumb to the most... um, so, yeah, let's not use it. So what we can do is just tag the person next to us for um, using, uh, you know, to, or we could see who would be next, right? We could probably figure that out. And maybe just say your name and where you're from, maybe what your tribe is if you are an indigenous person, or, you know, something very, very briefly about your allyship. How does that sound? Okay. And hopefully, uh, uh, we could do it in less than an hour because <laughs> there is sixty people. But oh, nice! Thank you. Oh, I don't I'm supposed to be wearing this again. Yeah. Okay. So. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We'll be in touch. Yeah, yeah. Our brother is leaving, so let's send him out with a lot of meta. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you feel at home, Dean. <laughs> so let's stop. Uh, we have to go this way, right? This is the direction. We have to go clockwise. <laughs> so um, let's maybe start with Ramon. Yeah, maybe you could stand up and have be able to say and people can hear you better. Where you're from and what tribe you are or what you're very briefly your allyship.
3: River Valley of a people that were called the Toltecs, but they
5: were exterminated, Um, and that's always weighed really heavily on me. But I feel really blessed.
1: Yep. Oh, yep.
0: Could
1: you could you talk just a bit louder, yeah? Okay, so it's wonderful that everyone got to tell us who everyone is. This seems really loud now. Maybe the... How does that sound? Better, huh? Yeah. Okay, so it's 9-10 uh, on the first day. And just to let you know what we will be practicing, uh, all of us, or many of us might be um, you know, are following uh, the um, work of the Venerable Analio. We all know the Venerable Analio. And uh, he is actually an interesting person. He is actually a German guy who found his way to Sri Lanka, what, maybe 20 years ago. And he did a PhD in uh, Buddhist meditation in Sri Lanka. And we know Sri Lanka is such a huge, important element of our early Buddhist roots, you know, the Theravada Buddhist tradition, which this center is one of, is part of. And, um, you know, the Sri Lankan people are the ones that kept all of the Buddhist teachings, I think, in uh, the first 300 centuries of, you know, like, um, right, you know, the years 100 to 500 or something like that. It was the um, Sri Lankans who really held all of the Pali Canon or the teachings of what the Buddha taught. And he went there and just uh, turned out to be an incredible scholar. And he has, you know, books out about exactly how the Buddha taught how to do mindfulness meditation. It's And it's really... You know, not any harder than anything. It's quite easy. And, um, it, you know, his guided... He has seven guided meditations for... Uh, he calls them the seven spokes of satipatthana But it's essentially the seven spokes of mindfulness meditation. The first three spokes are mindfulness of the body. The fourth is mindfulness of feeling tone. We know, oh, is this pleasant? Is this unpleasant? Is it neutral? Uh, the fifth... Um, Spoke is mindfulness of mind, just seeing all of the wholesome and crazy stuff that, you know, that we actually believe a lot of the time, crazy stuff that we actually believe. And then um, the um, sixth spoke is the five hindrances, and we'll definitely have to talk about them at some point. And uh, the seventh spoke is the wonderful seven factors of awakening. And for those of us who've been practicing a while, you know, once we start practicing, it's kind of easy to point out, you know, what of all of those things are arising in our frame of mindfulness. But we will be doing instructions, particularly since it's a pretty short retreat, on um, the first foundation of mindfulness, which is mindfulness of the body. Because, you know, when the Buddha taught his son, Rahula, how to meditate, the first thing he taught him was how to do the four elements meditation. And I think that's pretty indigenous because I, you know, I've been to a lot of Native ceremonies, and every single one of them had the four elements as a core feature of that. Would you say that is true? What do you think, Alvina? And Isn't it? All of the ceremonies, yeah. And then Apache peeps. Yeah, it's amazing how those two things are so connected. But anyway, that's what we will be doing guided meditation on through the next two days. And uh, does anyone else have anything to say goodbye before we uh, end for the night? My beloved sisters, anything else you want to say? No. Besides good night? (laughs) Nothing, Elvina? You're good? Oh, do you want to sing that tonight? Oh, yeah. Do you want to sing it? Yeah, let's finish by singing it. So um, we're going to have, you know, like regular retreats, a 7.30 Dharma talk every night. And then we will come back together at the 9 o'clock. Sit for the last Sit. And we will be singing this beautiful song, many of you probably know it, "Suffusing the divine abidings." And it's a beautiful, easy, very easy song, and we'll start chanting that. And actually, they've found out that chanting is a way to bring communities together. I guess not so much when there's COVID in the air, but <laughs> But uh, Bruni is going to lead us in that, right? Yes. Okay. And you all have a copy of it, right? Oh, you don't. So should we go outside and get them and pass them around real quick? No, I'll do it. Yeah. Why don't you get ready to sing? I'll go get them. So someone asked about the schedule. I actually just sat. Bruni and I were so lucky we got to seat the f- uh to sit the first retreat on the land after it opened up again. That was such a great retreat. <laughs> Concentration and awareness with uh Philip and Sally and Guy and and Anyway, um hmm? Dawn, 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 Dawn Scott. She was really good, boy. She's a new graduate of the teacher training program and wow. She was so good. Anyway, usually there is a schedule of the retreat out, you know, actually in all of the dorms up on the dorm wall, and usually on the wall on the walls here. Is that is that not true? Are they out there? They are. Excellent. So uh, tomorrow morning, our first sit is at 6 a.m., right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, wake up is at 5.30, and then our first sit is at 6. And then we have breakfast at se- uh, 6.45, and the first instructions are at 8.30. So we um, please do get here before we start. That's always good. And um, what else? Anything else? Yeah, the schedule's up on the wall. Is there any questions? Yes, yes. And then uh, we will, you know, the time that we spend here, it's in total silence. It's so wonderful. We don't even look at people. And it's interesting. After two days, you're going to be shocked at how intimate you feel with people you've never talked to. You know, we're on another level of connection of, you know, deep practice together. We're in deep ceremony together is what it is. And you can feel that connection at the end of it, even after such a short retreat as this. And um, so, yeah, we will uh, spend our entire days in sitting meditation with a fair amount of instruction because we're all teaching the seven spokes of Satipatthana now the way... um, Actually, it's really dates back to how um, even some of the early teachers, a lot of body scans. And body scans, you know, that's where you find all of the, the bits of trauma, right? <laughs> so we might have a, one or two sobbing meditations and one or two stomping meditations. <laughs> but, you know, that's just part of our healing, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, yes, please do. We will... Um, you know, uh, go from sitting meditation to walking meditation to sitting and walking the entire time. And uh, everyone will meet uh, in a group with the teachers one time during the two days. And our beloved school psychologist, (laughs) Alvina, is going to have a few posted um, interviews if anyone has questions particularly for her. She'll have a few um, and a few slots that people can sign up for, but we know that our our retreat support team right are also incredibly helpful if people um, if people need any extra support. And we're having an affinity group sits right. We're having two affinity group sits uh, tomorrow and um, Saturday. We're having an LGBTQ Two Spirit. Affinity group meeting at what time is that one? 45. 6:45? Okay, 6:45. And that's up uh you'll just walk down the road and you'll see a big sign that says Affinity sit. And then we're also having an, an an indigenous affinity sit. Uh because this, you know, that is one of the themes and we just want to have that together. And that's at what time? Yeah, the first sit after lunch uh, for indigenous people. If you, you know, you do not have to go to the affinity sit if you don't want. But it is being offered. And one of us indigenous people will hold the bell there. That'll be at uh, 2.15 to 3 o'clock, I guess. Perfect, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for doing that. So before we start our chant, any other questions or comments? Yes? Yes. A very loud one. That was our last retreat. They have that. And you know, there should be a little alarm clock in your room as well. Yeah, there is. Someone comes banging a big old bell into all of the all of the dormitories about a half an yeah, right when we're supposed to wake up pretty much. Yeah. Any other questions? Yes? yeah uh we didn't we didn't have anyone who tested positive, right? Woohoo <laughs> Yes? I think uh the schedule will be up on the wall, right? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> what? Oh, yes. remember now we're in noble silence, so you know we're not talking to each other. You can talk to, you know, as part of the sitting, but please, um, you know, I'm sure some of you have uh, jobs where you have to do a little bit of talking, like cutting vegetables or cleaning the dishes. But otherwise, the silence is one of the things that make it such a sacred ceremony, you know, just to be able to. You know, put down having to represent ourselves or present ourselves, right? It can be a profoundly meaningful experience. And it's only for two days. And uh, so we are, after, you know, this sit is finished, we are in noble silence, so we're not talking to each other. And it's interesting, you know, the first time you do it, it's like, wow, that's weird. And then it's like, after you're finished, you never want to talk again. Right? It's so cool not to have to present yourself all the time. Anyway, any other questions? Do any of you have any other things to say? My fellow teachers, do you have anything else? No. And was there another question or no? no like it, it like it's oh, okay, great. So
0: I'm turning it over to you, Bruni. Okay, okay so part of our practice. And in in different traditions chanting is something that is done daily monasteries um, other traditions um, and um, and also not only Buddhist traditions but also other other tradi- all other traditions that we also hold. <coughs> um, so this is a very dear chant uh, for me because it talks about the these divine, these boundless qualities that we cultivate in this practice: the four faces of love—loving kindness, compassion, sympathetic joy, and equanimity—and so the chanting uh, helps us. Uh, Getting in touch with that aspiration of developing these what we call these divine abodes a, a place that we cultivate within us where we can touch these qualities of the heart and that support us in our relations and externally and internally not only relations relations outside but also within ourselves <coughs> So I will start uh, and I'll give you kind of the melody and you can follow. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. I will abide pervading one quarter with a heart imbued with loving kindness likewise the second likewise the third likewise the fourth so above and below around and everywhere and to all as to myself i will abide Pervading the all encompassing world, with a heart imbued with loving kindness, abundant, exalted, immeasurable, without hostility and without ill will, I will abide, pervading one quarter with a heart imbued with compassion, likewise the second, likewise the third, likewise the fourth, so above and below, around and everywhere, and to all as to myself. I will abide, pervading the all-encompassing world, with a heart imbued with compassion, abundant, exalted, immeasurable, without hostility and without ill will. I will abide, Pervading one quarter, with a heart imbued with gladness. Likewise the second, likewise the third, likewise the fourth. So above and below, around and everywhere, and to all as to myself, I will abide, pervading the all encompassing world with a heart imbued with gladness, abundant, exalted, immeasurable without hostility and without ill will. I will abide, pervading one quarter, with a heart imbued with equanimity. Likewise the second, likewise the third, likewise the fourth, So above and below, around and everywhere, and to all as to myself, I will abide, pervading the all-encompassing world, with a heart imbued with equanimity, abundant Exalted, immeasurable, without hostility and without ill will. So we're getting to the end of our time together here, but we're still going to be together in community, in relation, as we um, now practice in another way. As you are mindful and you decide to leave, you can stay if you want to sit for a little while. Uh, The hall is open. It's going, to be, it's going to stay open. But if you decide to stay, now we're officially on retreat, in ceremony. And as you're mindful of standing and go to your room, please know that you are practicing by just being aware. Now the entire retreat, not without a moment, is not ceremony. Everything is included here. So, may you have a restful night, and um, we'll be here tomorrow at 6 a.m., okay? sweet dreams.